millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Jackie from Good Ordering, and you're listening to the Wheel Suckers podcast. The Wheel Suckers podcast is forged in the studios of Wardour in the fantasmical Fitzrovia, London. Wardour Studios love recording podcasts. We do a podcast. Why don't you stop talking about it and start doing it? Wheel Suckers is brought to you by Katusha Sports, a premium cycling clothing brand producing killer cycle wear for pros and everyday riders. In this episode, we're interviewing serial entrepreneur Jackie Ma, creator of the Good Ordering Bag and Glasses line. These 70s styled bags are the it bags for cycling fashionistas. <laughs> We find out where Jackie gets her inspiration from and what trends she sees for the future and more. <laughs> We've been chatting about bags. It's like a good nerdy bag episode. Yeah. Hope you like bags. Bag nerds. <laughs> bag nerds unite. <laughs> Hi, my name's Alex. I look after social media marketing and events at Look Mum No Hands, a cycle cafe bar workshop on 49 Old Street, London. We serve coffee, bikes, beer and food. And I'm joined by my stoker. Jenny's stoke in the back of the tandem. I'm the director of the London Bike Kitchen. We are a do-it-together bike workshop in London. And we teach people how to fix their own bikes through classes, drop-in sessions, and our women and gender variant wag nights. Hi. Hi, Jackie. <laughs> Hi. You too. Tell us everything. Yeah, I have a brand called Good Ordering. And we make bags and glasses. And they're for people who happen to cycle. And the whole kind of mission of the business is to help people rekindle their love of cycling. Because let's face it, everyone loved cycling when they were kids. And then you kind of get out of the habit and stuff. So, But we do that through fun, colourful, functional, of course, but like not too serious, just like playful accessories for like urban cyclists mainly. And what gave you the idea behind it? Yeah, good ordering. It's a bit random, like. It started all with food and like ordering food. And you know when you go to a restaurant and you order well and you're satisfied or sometimes you look over at the person next to you and you're like, didn't order well. Yeah, food envy. So it's like good ordering. So it kind of started when I was like going to China to the factories when I was working at Puma and, you know, the person who would, someone would always order for the whole table. You wouldn't order for yourself. And 
at the end it was a comp- it's a compliment it's almost like a compliment to the chef but it's a compliment to the orderer and you say good ordering and in I chinese just really, in chinese how do you say it i don't know i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> i need to ask my parents oh that's um, so cool though yeah, yeah yeah so that's where it came from but then it also is like it's good ordering like the bags are really like organized and it's like about order and ordering like it, i didn't think of that at the time but also just like the word good you know i really like that vibe though yeah, it's more a vibe. Like, I kind of figure that, you know, we do bags and they're fun, but it might not always be bags, you know. And it's more just about, like, our customer and, like, what they're into and how they're, like, busy people and they're, you know, dropping their kids off and rushing off to work or then they're jumping on the train and leaving their bike at the station. They're, they're doing all these things and the bags help them, like, just do all that stuff and, and also just, like, not, not be too serious. I think you started off with a Kickstarter I did, yeah. I needed and it was money. Kind of the, it was kind of the same time Bike Kitchen was opened. It? I think was it 2012? Yeah. End of 2012. Yeah, I remember I thought was, you were going before, kinda, way before me, but yeah. We were yeah. March 2012. Oh, so I remember, I'm a bit obsessed with Kickstarters. I really like them yeah, because you've done a I, couple? I've done one. One. I think you've done yeah, two. Two. But I also like seeing other people's Kickstarters. Because yeah. it's like, I get obsessed with other people's this Kickstarters. This is an amazing idea. Like, yeah. oh my God, why <laughs> does this exist? Great. I think the fact you have to have a video I love as well. Because yeah. like hearing somebody talk about something is so much more engaging than just reading a load of dry yeah. text. But just making sure that the video isn't like all the other videos. Because you can... Right now, if someone said Kickstarter video, you know exactly what that's going to look like. Yeah, it's quite formulaic. Yeah, and I hate that. Yeah, I mean, yours was very funny. I feel like that's really cool because that's your customer. And for, for us, it was like, I don't think I, we got it right, you know, yet. I think that we've done two Kickstarters and we reached the goals that we wanted to reach. But now, if we did it, I don't think we would. would. Like, it's a, it's a lot, of, it's hard work and you're kind of dragging yourself to the end, you know. It's and so now horrible. there's this whole formula, like, you should get funded in the first day. and Oh, you should have all this pre-secret yeah, funding pre- so that oh, when oh. you announce it, you're like, you're what up? <laughs> We're doing really well. I've actually been yeah. grafting for two years. <laughs> it's like hustle, 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 yeah, hustling, hustle. I hate it. If it's like a real community, it's brilliant. It's marketing, it's sales, all rolled into one. It's in, you know, fundraising all in one. But um, you have to, like, it takes a lot of energy. and Oh, my God, yeah. It's another job. It's another full-time job. I wanted to talk about Japanese school bags. Japanese and Swedish design aesthetic or Japanese slash a bit German Bauhaus, there's a certain design aesthetic which is very simple, almost childlike, and I really love that. So even though, yeah, they are kind of inspired by Japanese school bags, they're inspired by that whole range of bags that came out around that time where, like, Samsonite in the 80s, the 70s, 80s, and, and things were just really basic and not, not curvy and didn't have all these, like, special folds and different weird shapes that were just like, here's the front, here's the back, <laughs> you know, here's the side. And that's what I really love about... that. That's the kind of look that I was going for. I wanted to talk about because I love that your bags just have like so many pockets and I don't know if it's I because I have a bag that's like that and now it's like I will not accept anything you know and you're like oh it has one bit I'm like bullshit (laughs) (laughs) I just think that we're so busy these days that you kind of like need to remember that's my mobile phone pocket or that's where I put my keys and we've all been like rooting around bags and I don't know it's just like kind of nerdy people like it you know, my customers really appreciate the thought of all the, you know, the pockets. And it's, just, it's like utilitarian like nerd. Yeah, and kind of mumsy. <laughs> That's the look. I should do a mood board. That, yes. I can see it already. 
And that makes me think of your background. Because I know you used to work at WGSN, yeah, which is a trend forecasting company. But I've really enjoyed that podcast, the 99% Invisible oh, yeah, Tit, about yeah. WGSN. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, hang on, are they are they reporting on trends or are they actually making the trends? Yeah. You know, it's really interesting the power that they have. But also wondering just what your background is. I, I studied design, industrial design, not fashion. So I was always more on the practical side. And then, you know, after working for Puma and designing bags and like luggage for like Debenhams and all these like very practical kind of things. And I went to WGSN and that was all about going around and discovering brands that are doing interesting things and like spotting trends from like the catwalk, from street style, from festivals and feeding all of those trends in that came from actual cool people into corporate, basically, so that big companies who subscribe to WGSN can, like, shortcut their development process, you know, time and, and then, you know, be commercial. Having seen all that, when I started Good Ordering, everything was almost an antidote to fashion. So all of my colours are school uniform colours, which don't go out of season because, you, know, you know, people don't change colours of school uniforms. And the bags are very simple. And it was kind of like anti-fashion in a way, just because I, when you're a startup, you don't have any money. You don't have money to do spring, summer, 17, autumn, winter, 18. You know, you don't have that luxury. So you just have to do green bag, <laughs> blue bag. Yeah. Watch out, guys. Maroon bag. <laughs> But I guess that must be so tricky to get right, to be mm. fashionable, but actually never go Classic. out of fashion. I'm inspired more design and product design and like that side than fashion because you can never win. You can never like stay ahead of the curve. Like you're in favour, then you're out of favour and you're chasing something and you never quite get there. And it's the slightly wrong shade of mauve and then you're fucked, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so it's better just to be like, you know what, I'm not cool. My bags are not for cool people. I'm not saying they're not cool, but mo a lot of my customers were like teachers and nurses and accountants, kind of people who do very practical things that really, truly appreciate the pockets and touch of nostalgia that they remember these kind of boxy shapes subconsciously. And, and they were that is still my like bread and butter customer. I really like the, the fact that it can be used in multiple ways. So I've got the limited edition stealth collection and it ticks all my boxes because it's waterproof. It's black. <laughs> and then I can use it as a bag, a backpack, or a pannier bag. And it's just like, oh, so useful. And then all the pockets. And I still like rummage through. I'm like, oh, I need a tampon. I know there's <laughs> one in here somewhere. Like, in the tampon pocket. In the tampon pocket. <laughs> yeah. like. Did you always start out with them being multiple use as well? Yeah, like I kind of designed them for people who could potentially my friends. Most of my friends don't have that much money. And to splash out on a like 70-pound bag is quite a big investment. So it's kind of like trying to justify the purchase by making them multifunctional. And so every bag that I design should do like more than one thing. So it's usually two functions or three. I've noticed the return of the bum bag. Oh, yeah. I love it. That uh, never went out. <laughs> no, it did. It's it very did. practical. <laughs> Fanny pack. And you've done the stealth one. Are there... The regular good ordering bags, are those going to be yeah, no, in bum yeah, bag form? or I will bring those out, yeah. I'm kind of, I just need to like figure out which ones to bring out because it's all about cash flow. I get all these bags sampled, you know, and then I have them kind of lined up for when I get money to like order them. So they're kind of, there's, there's things that have been a little bit in the pipeline that just itching to, how, to order. How quickly does it go from 
do you sketch them out? Yeah, I kind of like might sketch an idea or like do research on like Pinterest or something like that and like make my little Pinterest boards and work out a function or, or work out like what's missing from the range. So I'll be like, I don't have anything that's between this size and this size. So what kind of bag would be around that size? Or I, I listen to customers. So loads of, because I'm at the market, at Broadway market on Saturdays, people just come and they tell me like their ideas or ask questions like, do you have one like this, but that has this and then if like 10 people ask for that, then that's usually next on the list. So, yeah, the idea is that it's driven by customers, like what they want, but then with a good ordering kind of like style. Similar with Tati Divine, they started out on the market mm. and it was a very similar thing of them being able to talk to people and people saying what they want. I remember seeing you had like an offline shop for a bit because yeah, yeah. I saw because you put it on LinkedIn know. and I just thought it was really interesting that you kind of said you were doing it and then you wrote about it but then you've now gone to do the market I realized that I'm I didn't want to be a shopkeeper because <laughs> you basically have to stick to the hours because it's on Google yeah People like, it's not like Berlin know, where you can kind of do what you want yeah <laughs> it's like oh I came at eight o'clock and you weren't open I was like oh like for us, we don't need loads of touch points with customers. We just need to have like at a point where people could come and try things on if they want to look at before they buy. Or we've got our little kind of studio on Columbia Road now. So, yeah, I just think that most of our customers are, you know, online and they're all over the world. So it's kind of like not really being equally fair globally to have. I mean, of course, it'd be a luxury. It'd be amazing to have my shop and be able to pay the rent and all that kind of stuff and just fart around in it and not open it all the time. <laughs> Don't have that luxury. Yeah. I'd rather just like invest in, you know, a bit more of like stuff that's going to have a return. You have a shop in Korea? South Korea? Yeah. <laughs> Good ordering Gangnam. <laughs> cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, so this, uh, my Korean distributor just decided she would open a store and I was like, um how much does that cost you know like and she said don't worry just don't worry I thought at first that it was like a, a store with lots of other brands and then I went over there and it was like like she had the store there the shop there before you know I've ever had a shop so wow. that was really nice and it kind of motivated me to like do the shop and it kind of made me think well I'm like the head office so I need a shop too and then I opened <laughs> that shop on Hackney Road and it was just not not really what it wasn't right so I think just that kind of trying something getting it out of your system like I think that it was really a matter of just I had to do it get it out of my system and then you know move on tell us about the TFL collaboration mm. that was really nice because our bags were all about like non-judgmental cycling the TFL collaboration was it was kind of like I'm I stumbled upon this woman who was like the head head of licensing of TFL drinking you know at a party <laughs> friend of a friend and and she was like yeah yeah we don't have any cycling bags you know, licensees and with small businesses, we, you know, we can work with you you guys on a, you know, you don't have to pay a big lump sum. You can just pay us a royalty off what you sell. And I was like, well, I should try that. You know, it'd be really good to do. So yeah, we we just did two bags in two colours and yeah, they're almost sold out. I think there's a couple left, but they were selling them through the Museum of Transport shop. So it was a bit like souvenir-y stuff, but it was also a bit like, something that we did with a big company, you know, like kind of official and kind of fun. And yeah, so we'll probably do things like that in the future. But they they cost us a lot of money and you have to kind of market them and stuff yourself. So Blessing and a curse. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great idea, though. It's so London, like yeah. that symbol. Because I wanted to talk about, yeah, I saw you at Hyper Japan, which was super fun. Oh, yeah. And you wear lip mom hands, banana yeah, caps, I just which like is them. great. I bought all my family members those. 
banana they're really gaps. Good for, yeah, they're really good for kids. I was going to say, is there, are there kids ones? Well, they yeah. are kind of kids. We do kids do ones now, yeah. Oh, so they're a little bit smaller. Adults ones fit kids because of that elastic. That's what we used back. to say to yeah. people and they were just not happy about it. So then we made actual kids yeah, ones. Um, but again, I saw you put a bit about it online about how you make your pop-ups like engaging and how you always try and have an interactive yeah, aspect. I just, yeah, I think that you just have like, because from the market, you know, you have to get people to kind of stop and engage and talk to you. And there's so much, especially somewhere like Hyper Japan, where there's just like crazy people dressed up everywhere. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So you're like competing. But even if it's something as simple as my badge maker, I've got a badge maker. Oh, rad. And so people can, you know, stop and make their own badges or the patches where you could kind of put patches on your your bag. I wish I could go like to the, you know, nth degree. I know in like in Selfridges, you can get your like name embroidered right there and then on your like baby grow and, and those oh, kind of things. Would be really amazing. Cool. Wow. If anyone wears baby grows out there. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that theatre, like, because people just have so much stuff now that you don't really need anything it's all about the experience like I don't know about you guys but I spend more money on food and going out than like buying actual stuff yeah, yeah. traveling it is and... definitely more about the experience yeah, yeah. yeah. Millennial. well that's your business in a way yeah both of you I'm kind of products too <laughs> There's some swag there, the, but it's yeah, more about it is come and learning. Yeah, come and, and hang out. So to hang out with yeah, people. It's about food and yeah. good times. Dude, I thought it was interesting that you shared that because I did I hadn't really thought about it. It's kind of a clever way of like enticing somebody into your <laughs> stand. Yeah. When Bike Kitchen first started out, we had a stall in Broadway Market. Um, did you? The, the organizers, I don't know how I got in touch wow. with him, or he just was like, Yeah, we'll give you a free stand. Come because oh this God. was before we yeah. had a shop. And I was like, I'll do free puncture repair lessons. And uh-huh. nobody came by because turns out people in markets don't want to get their hands dirty. Oh. And so I had to kind of rethink. Yeah. I'm like, how do I interact with people? And that's when I came up with bike quiz. And I set the bike up on a work stand and I label 10 parts of the bike. And I was like, can you name all 10? Win a puncture repair kit. Yeah. And then I got their email address. And that's how we yeah. built up our yeah, first email So list. you were trying to find a, almost like a 
a product angle, like a physical manifestation of the lesson, like the opposite in a way, because you ultimately have a service. Yeah, but it was kind of like I wanted people to think about, you know, what do I know? Yeah, because you're making the them realize they don't know, right? Yeah, because people be like, "It's a bug." And you're like, yeah. Yeah, "But what's this but what's bit?" This? A lot of people were like, "Oh no, I don't, I don't know. I haven't. I couldn't do this." And I'm just like, "I'll, I'll give you hints." And so yeah. I came. I now have all these hints for all different parts wow. of the bike, like for the stem that holds handlebars. I'm like, "Flowers have them. It's the thing that holds." Oh, uh, and then people are like, "Oh, like, ah, stem." And I'm like, "Yeah, uh, see, you know." And like, ah, uh, that's clever. Yeah, it's really good. It just starts with like being able to talk about it. Right. Conversation starters, really. Yeah. And I think it's good for market stalls to be interactive. Yeah. So badge making would be is another awesome one. Because <laughs> most people go to the market for. I see so many funny things like people on dates and. You know, grown-up adults whose parents have come over from like America or Australia, and they're just like killing time. Like, so people just go to the market for an experience. Like, they're not like, oh, I need a pair of knickers. I'll go and buy some knickers at Broadway Market, <laughs> even though you can, um, or some socks. You don't do that. You just buy it online. So you go there for an experience. So I think that as a storeholder, we owe that. Like, we're we're part of the theatre of Broadway Market. So rather than just sort of flogging something, we're there to. Have some kind of entertainment. You entertainers, <laughs> DIY <laughs> YouTubers, <laughs> offline fun. Uh, can we ask about to? your glasses? Because yeah. that's a new thing. Yeah. There's even a picture of me and you wearing some. Yeah, because you had them at that stall. Yeah. We saw them at the stall while we were doing the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so weird, the glasses. Like, I really went off piste with them because I used to, when at WGSN, I was doing a lot of stuff with glasses. And, like, trends in eyewear and, you know, I went to a lot of, like, trade shows all about eyewear wear in Paris and Milan. Thought, if there was a pair of good ordering glasses, what would they look like? What would they do? And so they have these kind of magnetic lenses that, you know, you so wear glasses cool. like me. You kind of – the idea is this journey. So you you wake up, you put your glasses on, you ride into work, so you have to put the sunglasses bits on. Then you get to work and you're like – Superman back in like your normal glasses and then you're riding home you stay late at work or whatever you go to a meeting and then you put the yellow lenses on which then make it kind of sharper and crisper to ride home at dusk or whatever the actual material is quite light and they've got these like silicon ear bits so they're kind of just for like people you could equally use them for like running or you could equally just not you know a sweaty person who likes lightweight glasses but the link is cycling and the link is like kind of an active lifestyle so that was kind of my like justification to be able to do them and then again I just did one shape in five different colours so that's kind of similar to what I did with the bags mm. Should we talk about future trends you see coming for the bike yeah. world? Ooh. Does your forecasting Oh my mind, gosh yeah. Can you turn it off or are you constantly like, the crystal ball I mean I do have to turn it on but you just you would know it's just kind of it's common sense is what you see more of around like those dockless bikes they're everywhere so People who maybe didn't ride, you know, drunk from people who would just ride drunk from one pub to the next, they're taking up cycling. They might be like, oh, I might, this is actually quite cool. I might get a bike. So there's like all the Dockless stuff. And then the e bikes, I mean, that's massive. I think they're probably the two biggest things going on in urban cycling because like e bikes are just changing everything about like, a, like how old people can be and how fit you can be and how long you can ride. And what do you guys think? or other cycling trends? I would say cargo bikes 
Oh, and pedal um, me. I think pedal me's do. I've seen so many more pedal me's. Really well. What's we use them. Oh, pedal me's It's great. a cargo bike taxi. Oh service. my god! So um, they're like those ones in Soho. With no, <laughs> no, no, no. They're like electric. It's just two wheels, really long. So you know, like the one we were just talking about, where it's on the back. It's like on the front instead. So you sit like behind one another. Can fit up to like four kids, two adults. What? So you sit behind the driver. You so sit in you front. Sit in front. Oh, I and, see. Yeah. And then so they're behind you um, steering. Yeah. It's really good. You can drink on that. And there's an app. Like, <laughs> there's an app. You book it. Um, we used it last week when we did the event with LCC in the London Cycling Campaign. Yeah, you posted an amazing and picture. I'll put a link below. piled just all our stuff on there. Oh, there's a lot God. of stuff. And then somebody on Twitter just like pounced on it and was like this is completely unsafe what if they have to go through an an emergency stop and somebody runs out in front of them and I was like I was riding behind the driver the entire time like they're they're not speeding no they can't can't speed their top speed is like 25 something like that and they don't go that fast and they obey all the traffic Hmm. laws and I think they're great people aren't using them for people transport Hmm. they're using it for cargo like, like moving like, stuff. Like you around. don't have to be on it. You can be like, take this yeah. ream of paper to yeah. Or they can take bikes as well. Yeah, so you could maybe bikes. have another bike and be with the bike, or cycle and they have another bike. Or it's pretty. Because cool. I got a, a courier recently, and they turned up on one of those uh, bullet. Oh, bullet! Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Been, and and, and even popular. like Sainsbury's are doing like delivery on bikes and stuff. It's quicker. Uh, you're more maneuverable. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about parking. Because I, I read something about mm. in New York, like, all the people doing deliveries just can't park. So all they're doing is just okay. circling, waiting so for a way to park. Yeah. You know, and they've got all these yeah. parcels. Or then when they get a spot, they'll try and go to as many different yeah. places as possible near that parking spot. But yeah. when you're on a cargo bike, none of that matters. You can literally pull up outside anywhere you want to be. Your parking lot. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to pay parking? Until <laughs> <laughs> they slam down on that. Because I, my son goes to like a local school near where I live in Hackney, and th- there's this whole thing about like getting more and more people cycling and rewarding like people who kind of drop their kids off at school. There are more and more, but it's there's still so much more to go. Like nothing annoys me more than cars that pull up half on the pavement, dropping their kids off. And I can get into these massive debates with parents about how, why they have to drop their kids off in cars. They're not going to listen to you, are they? They just don't want to know. (laughs) Probably. It's just one of those things, conversations you can't win. They've got blinders on. Speaking of kids. Yeah, we put like working mum in capitals. How How does does she she do do it? it? (laughs) (laughs) How do you do it? Inquiring minds would like to know. I don't know. I mean, this is my life now, and sometimes it's really shit. So I kind of just say, Sometimes I say to me and my partner, I'm like, this is not what I wanted. And I have like a massive hissy fit. I'm just like, this is shit. I don't like my life. But then it turns out to be okay in the end. And like I've signed up for it. Like I made it all happen. You know, my son Otto, he helps me set up the market stall on Saturdays. And then he gets a donut in return. Um, (laughs) Yes, child (laughs) labour. It's really just to get him out of the house and... The whole reason I have my own business is because of family and because of flexibility. I personally didn't want to just put them in school for the maximum amount of time. I thought that that's not going to be fulfilling. There's no point. Rather just, you know, get a dog or something like that. When I was first on maternity leave with Otto and I launched Good Ordering and we kind of had this 
deal where we'd always, you know, do something for him and then do something for me and have this, you know, like an equal kind of relationship. And I think that there's nothing better than like kind of being a role model and just sort of saying, yeah, it's not easy and everyone has to pull their weight. But one day, you know, it will pay off maybe. <laughs> well, Otto's already yeah. modelling for you, isn't he? Yeah, he hates photos. Oh, now. really? Photos. Oh, no, because you take too many. <laughs> he goes, delete, delete. Like, he, oh, I'll God. take it and oh, go and no. check them. Or he does pulls these really like weird faces, you know, to ruin the photos. Funny. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> oh no! Look, you share some really funny oh. stories on Facebook with the little like dialogues between yeah. you two. Yeah, like I, I remember it. the one about the He's moth so... that I really loved. The the one that he wanted to unkill it. Yeah. <laughs> he calls things like, "Can you dead? You know, like to dead something <laughs> to like kill it." And so then, yeah, I just use these language. But kids, they they come up with a. The weirdest things, you know, like at the moment he's going through this phase where he wants to have a plan for the whole week. He wants to know what's going on for the whole week. He goes, this morning he said, what exciting thing are we doing today? And I said, well, nothing, just the normal. And then he needs something exciting to look forward to every day. So tomorrow's his school disco. Then Thursday we're going to go for a jog together. Because <laughs> he once went for a jog and he enjoyed that. And then Saturday is his school for summer fair. Sunday's his birthday party. Yay. Then he goes, what about Monday? And I was like, Jeez. and he'll remember, he'll remember every little thing. I was like, Monday, we're not we're going to stop at Sunday. We'll review Monday because something <laughs> might come up for Monday, you know, like review over the weekend. Review the agenda, <laughs> your fun agenda. Mondays are usually shit. Learn this now. Yeah, learn that. But yeah, I didn't want to say that. I was like, I Monday. And then I was just like, oh, Monday. Maybe we can have a nice lolly or something. I don't know. Just something. Wow. I, I like his that. style. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What are we looking forward to? <laughs> Got to have something exciting ahead. Yeah. That's true. It's true. You know? Like whether yeah. it be a holiday or... He came up with this thing where he decided that we should... Like people, all people should have, yeah, like five days weekend and two days working week. And I was like, of course, definitely. And there's countries that have moved towards that. But like, I think, you know, kids can be very intuitive about these things. <laughs> and how do you tackle cycling together? Is he cycling? Oh my he god! Too young to we go to yeah. this musical theatre in Bethnal Green together, and he rides on the road behind me because it's like, does he go in front of me or behind me? Because mm. it's only us two. Yeah. So then he decided he wants to go behind me because obviously he doesn't know the way. Mm. And so I okay. And me is like, what? He's behind you. And I was like, well, you know, it's a dilemma. What do you do? Do they go in front or behind? So then we have this thing. Did you ever play Marco Polo in the swimming pool? Yeah. We call out, I call out Marco and he calls out Polo. And then I can gauge how far away he is. But then he doesn't want me to look. So sometimes I look as well and he goes, why are you looking? Like, so I just have to do that Marco Polo. And there's bits where he can ride next to me. Like when you go along Hackney City Farm, he knows he can go go faster. Yeah, but it's good like for him to learn, you know, road safety and... Marco Polo. And wow. So, How yeah. old is he? Well, he's five. But five, he was, wow. He's going to be six. He was, well, yeah. he's five and a half because he's, I'm a sad parent. His birthday is on the 23rd of December. So we do a summer birthday. Oh my God, that's amazing. Cause, yeah, because we would always, he would never have like a birthday party. You know? Yeah, no one would. That's uh, great. Yeah. That's so, so nice. <laughs> ah. um, and should we end on who do you follow on Instagram? I just love other people's recommendations oh. of who they follow because yeah. then I end up just getting a load of other cool stuff to follow. My obsession is present and correct, stationary. Oh, my God. There's just, like, stationary galore. <laughs> and my other favourite one is 
accidentally Wes Anderson. Do you know that one? Oh yes, accidentally Wes Anderson. Oh, so good. It. It's just architecture. That yeah, it looks all, like yeah. a Wes Anderson set. That looks great. But they're just people who have found pictures <laughs> yeah. that kind of look yes. like it. Yes, great. We're gonna play a quick this yes. or that. All right. You just have to choose. We we say this or this, uh-huh. and you just choose which one. Okay, cool, fun. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Beer or protein shake? Beer. Tour de France or cycle touring? Cycle touring. Rim or disc? Oh, God. Rim? (laughs) (laughs) Helmet or casket? What's a casket? Like a cap. It's a cap. Yeah. Yeah, I am more a cap person, but my conscience says helmet. Today I didn't wear anything. (laughs) Shh, 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 shh. Mountains or ocean? (laughs) Ocean. I'm from Australia, so definitely. Bold or scrunch? That's one for you. Oh, fold or scrunch? <laughs> Gonna add that scrunch, to the list. that like button. Fold. Oh, no. No, never. Civilized. Never. <laughs> Thanks, Jackie. Thank you. It's been Thanks. enlightening. And if you like what we do, smoosh that like button, rate us on iTunes, and subscribe. subscribe. If you can't give us your money, Give us your stars. And don't forget to slam that share button and tell all your podcast listening and perhaps also cycling friends about our show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 